All right. Well, welcome to my room, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like your poster. Thank cool. you. Yeah, you know what? It hasn't changed much since high school. Like my uncle's like, you have such a high school room. And it's like, this is what I was listening to in high school, pretty much. Although I'm, totally. I'm out of high school. Um, <laughs> so let's start off with like, how has your New Year's been in Scotland? It's been different. It's been good. Uh, I think every, you know, everywhere's just so insane right now. Um, and I think you, it's become sort of normal now as well. You know, like the sort of day-to-day living with, with coronavirus and everything has, has uh, weirdly been, has kind of become the normal. So yeah, it was just a really quiet one. New Year's like a big thing in Scotland as well. Like, and I, I've always been a big fan of, of New Year. Yeah, you know what? Here in America, everyone kept saying 2020 vision. And I think them saying that curse 2020, like that's yeah. just like my conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. But that's great hearing that Scotland is kind of going back to normalcy because here we ha- we don't know what normal is. It's just, you know, we think it's an a- apocalypse happening. But you yeah. mentioned about New Year's and I saw on your social media account, you did I must stop. Do you follow your own resolutions? Uh, no, not at all. And I'm deeply <laughs> suspicious of anybody that does as well. I think uh, every, you know, we, like everybody sets out these things at the beginning of the year, and uh, with the best of intentions. You know, I've I've been to the you know been to the gym, I've been running and stuff, and everything. Three weeks time, let's see if I'm still doing it. Particularly this year, I think everyone's just got to give themselves a break. Really, you know, just be kind to yourself and not you know don't push yourself too hard because you know it's a tough time right now. Yeah, you know what? I like that. It's all about self care because we you know we just got off a really rough year. So I think totally. if we were to like mentally take care of ourselves and kind of you know put ourselves into check, I think we'll have like a, a better year coming. You know, for this year in yeah. the future. Yeah, I think that's really important. Is and just you know to each other as well. Just be a little kinder and a little more considerate, and uh, give people a little room and a little space to be crazy and all that kind of stuff. You know, I guess that's probably as close to a resolution as as I'm making this year. So. All right. Well, it sounds like a good one. So don't break it. <laughs> okay. I'll try. I'll try. So I watched your video crash landing when it came out. And I just want to say, you know, I saw the beautiful plane. So I'm just curious whether like living in Scotland um, in that isolation and scenery, if it's made you more of a creative songwriter and artist. It's definitely had an effect on on how I see things. I'm, I'm almost certain of that. I think when I was very young and sort of just coming out of school, you just take it as, as normal, really, don't you? You don't really think about other people's situations. And it was only really when I started to work with other writers and other musicians, I realised how unique my sort of view of things was. Um, but I love it. Yeah, I still really love it. I mean, I, I love travelling and I miss travelling this year. I usually spend a lot of time in the States. And I've only been once this year, right at the very beginning of 2020, or last year, I should say. But I do love being from here. You know, it's an amazing part of the world. I really, I really enjoy it. So if I were to fly to Scotland, what are like the yeah. good places to visit? Okay, so uh, so I live on the borders um, just between England and Scotland, a place called Dumfries and Galloway. It's very beautiful. Um, so I would definitely make a stop there. Uh, Calvin Harris is from here. So that's <laughs> what's in. And then I guess tourist wise, you want to go to Edinburgh. Edinburgh's... Um, it's just an amazingly beautiful city. There's so much incredible architecture and history there. Um, it really, it's an amazing place. I'm from Glasgow, which is, you know, I obviously feel more of a kinship with uh, with there. And it's an amazing city as well. It's super beautiful. The music scene there is amazing if you're into live bands. I would also take a little trip up north to the Highlands. It takes a minute to get there, but 
the the scenery and the wildlife and the people and the whiskey distilleries. It's all very sort of outlander, you know, but it's lovely. It's nice. All right. Well, definitely I'll make a note and visit those places when they let (laughs) when they let Americans travel again. (laughs) <laughs> I like that you mentioned how like uh, Scotland has a really great music scene. There's a lot of great Scottish acts coming from that country. And now we have honor. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. Again, I totally took it for granted. But, you know, for, for such a small country, we do have an amazing legacy of incredible, particularly bands, I have to say, particularly sort of indie rock bands um you know we've got a really good history of creating stuff like that going back to your song must stop i was listening to the lyrics and congratulations on like getting over like one million views and streams on the song thank you cheers thank you very much do you find it hard or easy to write heartache songs what are the pros and cons to that i actually find it quite difficult um a lot not a lot of my songs are are sort of love traditional love songs. Again, I never really noticed that until recently, and I was kind of compiling things for free peas and records. And actually, compared to most artists, I feel I don't really. I, I think it's I don't really feel comfortable talking about myself that much. I'm very sort of I don't know. It's a very West Coast of Scotland mentality where you're like just keep your head down and don't talk about yourself and just get on with it, you know. So yeah, that kind of thing doesn't really come easily to me. But must stop was a little different in that it honestly didn't really even feel like writing a song at points. It just it really felt like just filing in a kind of form or something. It was so it was just so right at the top of my head when I was writing it, and it came very quickly and very easily, which again isn't usually the case but yeah, hopefully not too many more heartbreak songs yeah yeah you, you gotta find the right one <laughs> that's the one yeah I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. With how many i've got <laughs> yeah and then you can write like a decent like love song out of it but you mentioned how it's really difficult so basically what i'm getting is that you write these songs based off personal experience rather than observation yeah a lot of the time um and again it's i would love to say that it's as conscious as that you know i'd love to say that i've got this sort of master plan sort of technician but it's most of the time, you're halfway through the writing process before you really, for me personally, before you really know what you're writing about. You know, it's. I really like to try and let my let my subconscious and and what I've taken on subliminally kind of just eke out in the music to begin with. And if that happens to be something that's very personal, then that's fine. But a lot of the time, some it is social commentaries or it's things that I've picked up on that I'm unhappy with. Or I released a track with Niall Rogers in October, which was a track about social media and the harm that new age media was doing which was obviously a completely different kind of thing as well so yeah i like to keep it quite different and again it's i think it's um it's not a conscious decision i'm making either as well you know i think writing is a lot easier when it feels kind of natural and and flowing you know yeah no i love kill tv so like you know it was human enough i was like that was my fave like i was like totally feeling it and then kill tv came out i was like oh i love this song and then now must up i was like oh, i'm obsessed with this one now <laughs> oh thank you that's nice to hear thank you so much yes so if right. you could tour with some 80s acts who would they be that's a good question i'm ashamed to admit i love hauling oats I'm a massive Hall & Oates fan. Proper big pop 80s writers. Something like that would be super cool. I think, more realistically, The Cure are a massive influence of mine. I've been a huge fan of The Cure for a long time. Depeche Mode, Echo and the Bunnymen. They would probably be the big ones. Talking Heads as well would probably be quite a big one. So you had big plans last year, uh, going on tour, you know, releasing an EP. But now you're releasing like a lot of singles. Is this a building up? to an album i hope so yeah um, i mean uh, we, we we had a plan to put an ep out in may 
and obviously everything you know the world exploded so that, that got shelved but it's actually it's weirdly kind of worked out quite nicely for me I got to release a couple of tracks from that EP that I wanted people to hear I know that you know must stop we, we had some bit of success with that and stuff and I don't know if the connections that I made during lockdown would have happened otherwise you know working with Niall and working with Sarah from Fantagram who's on the track I don't know if you know, if they had been touring or if they'd been doing other things that, you know, you just don't know. So it was really disappointing to have to cancel so much stuff, so much amazing stuff. But at the same time, I'm trying to kind of look at the positive side of things and, and think that the opportunities that I had last year may have not come. Uh, yeah, so the plan is to try and, and collate that stuff into a record for, for this year, which is exciting. And I'm kind of knee deep in logic sessions and things just now making that happen. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, no, I can't wait for you to come back here in America when we're all like COVID free, because I definitely would love to see you live. Thank you. Yeah, I, honestly, I cannot wait. I, I get so many messages and comments and things from people saying that they're looking Looking forward to seeing me on the road. I did a couple of shows um, in the US the year before last, just my first sort of run um, supporting Mondo Cosmo. And, yeah, you played uh, at the like, rickshaw so, stop in San Francisco, I believe. That's right. Yeah, I loved that gig. It was so good. That was our first show of the tour. I remember stepping out on stage and the crowd going absolutely wild and thinking this tour is going to be amazing. That's <laughs> so much fun. But now I feel going back and the, the song is out there and people are hearing it and there's been a, a reaction to it. It's going to be so exciting to go to, to cities that I've never been to before and play to crowds that I've, I've never played to before. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited for it. It's going to be great. So you mentioned about collaborating with Nile Rogers and, of course, recently with Sarah. Who would you like to collaborate next? I mean, there's a few. I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, Robert Smith from The Cure would be amazing. Actually, Gorillaz as well. He did a track with them. Gorillaz would be incredible. Billie Eilish, older acts as well would be would be incredible. A Johnny Marr or Paul Weller or somebody like that would be amazing. So, yeah, we'll see, I guess. Uh, be interesting to see who's wanting to be involved. <laughs> Yeah, no, they have to collaborate with you. If not, that's just complete foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, so, you know, you keep mentioning now Roger's name, right? And like as I mentioned, I really dig the track Kill TV. So can you uh, explain how the magic moment happened when you guys, like, you know, wrote and composed a song at Abbey Road uh, Studios, the historic recording studio? I met Niall in, in February last year. I was invited to a songwriting sort of session that I didn't know I was going to and I didn't know that Niall was going to be at it. So when I arrived and I was like, it's Niall Rogers. He's genuinely one of my sort of heroes. So even to meet him was like incredible. We sort of exchanged emails and things, which again was nuts. And then the lockdown happened and I got in touch with some songs that I'd been working on. And of course, the, the one kind of silver lining of that horrible time was that everybody was just in the studio. You know, nobody was touring. Everybody was looking for stuff to do to keep them sane. And I sent Overkill TV to Niall just a very early demo. And I was fortunate enough that he, you know, he was into it. Yeah, it just kind of went from there. You know, he was such a pleasure to work with. He was incredible. It's, you know, obviously, he's just a, a ridiculously amazing guitarist, apart from anything else. So, yeah, I, I had to produce the track as well, which is quite scary because... Um, I didn't want to touch his guitars. Like, I didn't want to do anything to them at all. It was very similar with Sarah as well. You know, um, she had heard the song and, and had mentioned it, how much she loved it. 
And then we just exchanged vocal files. Again, I, th- there was no direction. I didn't need to do anything. You know, everything that was sent over to me was just instantly perfect. Well, I'm glad that, you know, a masterpiece came out of that, collaborating with Niall Rogers. And hey, now we have another new legend to talk about that came out of Abbey Road Studios. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so, yeah. So I listened to your uh, previous band, uh, Finding Albert, and you mentioned how you always jump styles. Do you think that you're going to carry that into honors album finding Albert was um was something that i kind of project that i did really just to kind of move away from being a singer songwriter when, when i came out of school i was very sort of chris martin you know keep the head down yeah play piano kind of thing i really wanted to get away from that and find out what it was like to be a performer and be a front man and to engage audiences and really try and up the tempo of my music to the stuff that i was listening to so i put a band together it was all based on touring like everything was focused on touring you know so many horrible toilet tours of europe and like tiny festivals all over anybody that would take us we would play you know but i I see it as a real apprenticeship now you know it was such an amazing experience i met you know a lot of the boys are in my band now when the same band then it was a real really good experience for me in terms of finding out how to do that kind of side of things and it also made me realize what i didn't i didn't want to do as well I didn't want to be the sort of sort of skinny jeans guitar band either you know i wanted to do something that was a little bit uh, a little bit different so yeah it was an amazing such a fun fun period of my life and it was definitely the pre-runner to, to being honor i think the music that i'm doing now is is probably it's a little synthier it's a little more um i think there's probably a little more to it it's it's a little more thought out and a bit more detailed musically yeah i think your uh anthem synth pop rock songs really hooked me in so yeah i know stay with that i love it thank you that's nice to hear just looking back at your life you know writing uh winning a songwriting competition you know getting signed having a hit song did you ever imagine this would ever happen to you you know i've never really even thought about it that much it's it's a funny thing uh because I, music was all I ever wanted to do. So in a weird way, I haven't really envisaged anything else happening to me. But I definitely realised how bizarre. I've always had a bit of a strange life, I guess, uh, because I've wanted to be a touring musician and, and come from somewhere that was relatively remote. So I am painfully aware every single day of how lucky I am to do it. That's the one thing that never, ever changes. And I think that you mentioned Finding Albert earlier. The great thing about that is it did make me very aware of what the alternative to being um, sort of signed to a label and being able to work and produce on my own music and working with the people that I'm working with. I know what the alternative is to that because I've done it and it's great and it's fun, but this is definitely what I want to do. This is the level that I want to work at. I'll keep doing it as long as I can, as long as people want to listen to my music, as long as they want to keep coming to my shows and they're interested in what I'm doing, then that's great. You know, I'm, I'm happy with that. Okay, only perform for me now. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the past year, people were getting to know about Honor, but I want to get to know about Robert Shield. So can you share like a fun fact about yourself that maybe no one else knows? I am reasonably good at ping pong. I don't know if that's a fun fact. I can speak a little bit of French. I think that's maybe the most interesting things about me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Robert, for like joining me in this fun conversation. Oh, not at all. No, thank you for for making some time for me. I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, no, you really made my 2021. So thank you.